Yeah, yeah. What is good? It's your man's Kenny Careway. And this is uh, full disclosure. Uh, a lit Jason Jones. Yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> quite lit. I mean, if your hometown ain't got a World Series and NBA championship in the same month, you probably can't relate how I'm feeling right now. I'm going to let you get it off, bro. I'm going to let you get it off here on J Street Vibes, man. I'm going to let you get it off. Yeah, man. We're doing this tonight. The Dodgers, you know, win their World Series championship. Jason's got the Lakers and the Dodgers within what three weeks or something like that. Yeah, man. And my birthday sandwich birthday. right in between. And here's how. Here's what I was willing to do. I y'all know how I feel about In and Out burgers. Ma- mainly their fries. Their fries are disgusting. They're pieces mm-hmm. of cardboard dipped in grease. I told my I don't my, frat, my frat brother knew we Scruggs in Dallas. I said. Maybe the Dodgers aren't winning the World Series. I'm not giving enough. So I said, if the Dodgers win the World <laughs> Series, I would go on like IG Live and I would eat in and out. Specifically, I would eat their dry, nasty fries. Oh, I mean, it? when we got, when we, what's the date? When we got this going down? That's coming up soon. People talked about, you know, get them animal style. I said, you know what? I'm sacrificing my intestines and my taste buds <laughs> for this. I figured I needed to offer something on the altar of the baseball gods. And there's a couple of days ago, everybody was laughing at me because the Dodgers lost in the most obscene, bizarre way ever. That was wild. That and everyone was, wild. was laughing at me. My boys in L.A. texted me, oh, the Dodgers in trouble. I'm like, it's 2-2. Calm <laughs> down. Oh, that's in trouble. Oh, they're going to fire Dave Roberts tonight. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> Who knew that, you know, for all the Dave Roberts hate, Kevin Cash would now become the most hated, like, questioned manager ever. Man, I, Kevin I think Cash, Kevin, what are you I, doing? My cash money, homie. Straight cash, homie. I'm with Jesus. him. Get Blake Snell up out of there. We didn't need to see no more of that dude. Hey, man, you know, anytime that you can beat a storied franchise like the Tampa Bay Rays, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. You know, I mean, what, when they, they've been around since what, like 1880 so or I'm, 1980? I, Which one? I don't uh, know. Or, uh, or 19, 1990. I, I don't know. To but. paraphrase the great Smokey from Friday, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care if they came around last week. The ring gonna look the same. You know, and I'm about to be wearing my Dodger championship hat, you know, because here's the thing. Oh I don't my buy, gosh, I don't, trash. I don't, I don't buy the National League championship stuff because, you know, in L.A., we don't celebrate just getting there. Like, you know, give somebody from L.A. a NL pennant shirt. What the hell are we going to do with that? We don't want to wear that. We wear the World Series stuff. So I can wear my stuff. You what, do you know? what do you mean we wear the World Series stuff? Y'all ain't been in the first minute, and, 30 and we, years. And, and, you ain't never won the World Series stuff. Hey, hold up. I have worn World Series stuff. I'm a little <laughs> older than you. I was around in 88. You were like three. Stop. It. I was 10. Thank you very much. I believe the Gibson home run came on my actual birthday, I believe. But the point is this. All these little divisions, you know, titles they had. I didn't want that. Sh- I didn't want to wear no yeah. division yeah, title shirt. You know, I didn't care about that. I'm like, no, I need the big prize. That's and how you they doing. got the big prize. And, you know, and I wish I could be back home right now, even though, you know, in these COVID quarantine times, we can't be celebrating. But, you know, I know my, my brethren, you know, my, you know, shout out to my Latino homeboys who I see the Dodger <laughs> games when I'm down there every year and, and the bleachers do it big, you know. <laughs> shout out to my homeboys out there. You know, I know they, you know, my homeboy, my other homeboy down there hit me and it's like, man, they shooting. I'm like, y'all be safe now. Don't kill Damn, nobody bro. over this. Damn. And they shoot, yeah. you know, don't, you know, don't, don't let no stray bullets, you know, we don't need that now. Be Calm easy, down. I mean, be easy. I mean, so, you look, already man. Had, yeah, you already had a COVID fest when the Lakers won. We don't need COVID and deaths. COVID shooting deaths or whatever you want to call them because the Dodgers won. Yeah, we, we definitely don't need that. And look, man, you know, everybody knows I'm a, a Giants fan. Everybody knows I'm a Kings fan. Uh, you know, it's been a terrible World Series and, and NBA championship season. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not no hater, Jason. I'm not no hater. I'm going to let you get it off, man. You, hey, do what you got to do, man. You I'm know, congratulations saying, you to out, you. Yeah, you I ain't no hater. Boy, AD, you called out AD like, why won't he guard? Why won't he go get Jimmy? What did AD do? He wouldn't got Jim. He did it for a little bit, and then he got off of him. But AD balled the, out. Look, look yeah, AD yeah, he, balled out. AD balled yeah, out in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I I said it before. I'll say it again. I ain't got nothing bad to say about AD. That man, that man was lights out, man. Shout yeah, out to you him. know. And and if you think I'm insufferable on Twitter already, oh lord, y'all ain't oh y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, if you, yo, if you think he's insufferable. Yeah, me on and my Twitter. boy O'Shea Jackson Jr., we gon' y'all gonna hate us. And then the Clippers still hey, suck. Hey, oh, if you God. if you think he's unsufferable on Twitter, all you have to do is wait till Sunday. Well, what, what's happening on Sunday? 
<laughs> reality about to snap back to you. <laughs> Who y'all got okay. the Browns? If y'all let Baker beat y'all, bro, I tell you. You know what? Raiders defense sucks. They have no pass rush. So I, I, I and and I've been on record forever saying that the defense is trash. They get no pass rush, and I miss Khalil Mack. So mm-hmm. I mean, you well, know, well, Nagy ain't using them right, so it don't matter. Yeah, but you know what? But you won't be talking much either after Russell. You know, you call Russell Wilson daddy again. I got some. We got we got that heat for Russell Wilson. What you? <laughs> what, what did uh, what, what did what did Jody say? Got that heat for brothers like you, cuz. And then what Jody do? Jody had to go get his homeboy because Jody couldn't do a damn thing. <laughs> we got heat for them boys on Sunday. Watch what we do. Ain't no but, Debo rolling up there. So y'all, 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 they lucky y- about y- that. They lucky about that because a change would be getting snatched if Debo was it. Debo oh, see him again. Debo see him okay. again. It's all good. Okay, it's DK all good. Metcalf going to play. He going to, you know. We got the DK. We got the DK stopper. Emmanuel Mosley. He be having that on click clack. <laughs> he be having that on lock. Okay. That's nothing. Okay. He's the kid it's, who's trying to It's proven. I ain't gonna say nothing bad about Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley is. He's okay. the Q's. He's the Q's. I ain't okay. gonna say nothing bad about Shout Emmanuel Mosley, but I will Shout make fun of him. Niner fans and them as a as a general staff record label and as a crew. I mean, we just taking it one game at a time, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, 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 humble, get humble hearts. Place. Get 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 out of last place. Get out of last place. Yeah, you know we 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 the underdogs. We underdogs. But look, Jason, this this ain't. Niner Street vibe. This ain't Levi's Street vibe. This isn't Dodger Stadium Street vibe. This is J Street vibes. Home for your Sacramento Kings coverage. And we got to talk about the Kings. And, and you know what, Jason? I thought we were going to have like a long extended, like, damn, what do we talk about? What do we do? How do we break down the Kings? Because NBA not, might not be coming back to like February, March. Oh, no, 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 Jason. It's almost time. Maybe, it's almost probably, time right now. Yeah, could, this could be quicker than I think a lot of people anticipated. But hey, man, it's all about the money. It's, what MCA it's all said. about it's the bag, man. It's all about and two you things. Get as many games as you can. Two two things. Two things that I'm hearing about this, and we kind of talked about it before the show. I'm hearing the two things that are motivating this. Number one, obviously the bag, like you just said, it's all about the money. Uh, MCA, Ti, Young Thug, they all said the same thing. It's all about the money. Actually, T.I. said if it ain't about the money, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But um, it's that. They're trying to get the bag. And then also from everything I'm hearing, the NBA, Adam Silver, they've shifted their focused, focus to getting. It's not like they don't care about 2021, but their focus is on making sure the schedule's straight and they're good for 21-22. And they just figure, hey, we got to bite the bullet at some point. Let's do it now. Is that kind of accurate? Is that some of the, some of the same things you're hearing? Yeah, just because you, you know you 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 push it to January, February. There's fewer games as it is. You're probably going to lose. There's a good chance you just have to scrap the All Star game anyway, which is a big you know event for the league. Not and, not necessarily a bad thing if we've seen the uh, schedule for the next four. Jesus Christ, who's in yeah, charge? Yeah, I mean, of that? somebody was saying what a tragedy. I'm like, I mean, oh God, I can't spend. <laughs> A weekend in Indianapolis in February. <laughs> I still don't know why the league doesn't say, okay, L.A., I don't know, L.A., Florida. I mean, just like pick like five cities in row. You know, Miami time. hasn't got one since like 90. I know. And I thought that's I surprising. Correctly, someone told me there's like some big boating convention or something usually under that week. There's something that goes on that weekend to where like hotels are scarce. That's what somebody crazy. told me. I'm like, well, wow. let's, let's, do it, let's do it in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. Shoot. <laughs> Yeah, I, just I, not I, Salt Lake City. I, I was down there, and Salt Lake City is still slept on, but it ain't Miami, you know. But you know, but you know, they, I've, I've went to the All Star game, and it was in Orlando. So yeah, you know, it's a and the thing is, in terms of player contract, people forget that that you know the the contract is a you know you look at the number and they'll say four years, one fifty, or whatever the case may be. That yeah. number is always based on the percentage of that player's you know of the cap. You know, mm-hmm. Max, you know, I think LeBron, a guy like that, a KD, those guys are like at 35% of the cap they can right. get. And if that number is lower, the player's money is lower. All those numbers mm-hmm. go down. Mm-hmm. So it behooves the players to try to get as many games as possible. I think it's going to hit some real trash basketball to start. If yeah. you're Miami, you don't make Jimmy Butler play, but maybe twice a week the first one. You know, why are you going to, you know, if you're the Lakers, you, you know, do you really want to play LeBron in some abbreviated rush situation? Not at all. You know, I mean, not I even think, AD with his yeah, history as yeah. well. I I think you're gonna. I think this is gonna be a. You know, if it goes off the way they're talking, 
this is going to be a situation where maybe like a team like the Kings can steal a bunch of games and a game fifty find themselves in the mix. Just because you're yeah, going to have, see that, you know, you're going to have that's a lot what of these veteran, too. a lot of these veteran teams, you know, in a regular situation, kind of ease into the season, you know. But I mean, with this type of thing, I don't know, you know, this is going to be wacky. I think people talk about, well, does the no 2019-20 season, quote unquote, count? Is it different? I think it won't be right again till 21-22. Yeah, I think yeah. you won't have a quote unquote normal season until then, just because. If you're going to, you know, even if you start December 22nd, you try to get 72 games in and still have yeah. guys done in time to get ready for the Olympics, you're still compressing a lot of those games. You're probably going to have more back to backs. You might have a couple of situations where you play three games in three nights. You know, yeah. there's going to be a lot of different things. And like, kind of like with this year, the main teams that will probably quote unquote hurt will be the teams that go the furthest. Like, I mean, if you're the right. Lakers, Miami, Denver, Boston, you just, you know, especially the last two, Lakers and Miami, they just finished playing two weeks ago. And, and <laughs> under no other circumstance would the season end, on, on you know, on what, October 11th. And then, right. <laughs> and then, you know, what, basically six weeks later, we're going to training camp. That would right. never happen in a regular situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I look at it and you mentioned it. I looked at it as a situation where the Kings, a team like the Kings, right, can kind of steal some things because I guess the way they're going to try and, you know, rig the schedule or whatever. I shouldn't say rig. It's not that. But, you know, <laughs> trying to construct the set schedule is, say, your L.A. trip. You're from they're going to try, at least, I guess, to have all four. If you're the Kings, all four of your L.A. games like in one week. And if LeBron, AD, Kawhi are taking off, you know, the first month of the season or something like that, you may play three of those games and not see any of those guys. Maybe they just play one of those games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's an opportunity for you to get, you know, wins. If you go to the East Coast and you got to play Brooklyn and, and the Knicks and uh, Philly and, I don't know, Toronto and Boston all in one stretch, you may not get all of those guys at one time. So, a potential opportunity for the Kings because the Kings will not be in any position to be load managing anybody. They, it's not a normal break. I think it's probably what you say, maybe about two months less than a normal break. But from August to December, they should be well rested. Yeah, you know, even with going to the bubble. And if you're one of those eight teams who wasn't in the bubble, I mean, you're looking at oh you haven't gosh. played since March. Yeah. <laughs> That's another factor. I know when I yeah. went, I went down to Golden One for the voting. Um, Oh, you know, kind of the opening of the voting, uh, the golden one being a polling place to talk to Harrison Barnes about that. He's like, think about it. If they went to, if they go to next February, the Warriors Warriors haven't played in a year. Mm, That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. And and even, and I think, I think if it were like some like bad teams and you were saying that about like, man, we ain't seen the Timberwolves and people wouldn't, you know, but (laughs) People want to see, you know, like who didn't go? The Hawks, the Warriors, the Knicks. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the Warriors are going to be a title contender next year. At the very least, be probably a top four team in the yeah, in so the West. You know what yeah, I mean? And, they, and they've been arrested, and they've been, you know, but that that probably yeah. also comes with its own different types of challenges. I don't think a team's ever had its two, you know, probably its two best players not play for over a year together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it, the other thing, the the other thing that I kind of heard about this, and Jason, I'm pretty sure you heard the same thing, was the players themselves, um, the players and the league, they wanted to give back to the schedule. The players like their summers, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they they like the idea of being off in the summer. They probably think it's whack to be off in September. You know what I mean? When the season would be over or something like that. So I think. I said it before when when they were talking about kind of flipping the schedule. I think there's something to the summer basketball the way it is now. Not necessarily NBA summer basketball. You got the summer league, which is a great event, and that's dope. But you know the the Drew leagues and the, and the uh, you know the leagues in DC and you know the summer yeah, leagues where these the guys AAU, pop up every now AAU, and then. AAU, yeah, Vegas, Vegas in July is crazy with like. Um, summer league, sometimes Team USA, and an AU and stuff like that. It just it fits the way it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know a lot of people it, thought that mm-hmm. you know they should start on Christmas every year. I think it fits the way it was, and I, I'm kind of I wanted to go back to the to the regular schedule as well. Yeah, and I think you know just because in general you like the, the NBA and NCAA would like to be I don't want to say partners, but 
at least be complimentary. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy enough, you know, the season's ending during March Madness, you know. But I think you, you know, there's something to be said about those college coaches who like to come down to, you know, summer league for Vegas. And you know, that's where I see Coach Cal a lot. You know, I've seen him down there. I mean, yeah. to me, it's, there's just a rhythm to it, and I think this as far as the TV ratings and everything. People talk about the ratings, and was it because of you no know, social pro, the racial protest, Black Lives Matter? I'm like, no, they were playing games at 10:30 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was it was it was not a natural thing, and right. when you're playing, you know, as a sports fan, it was like cool. Like I'm like, okay, the NBA Finals, baseball playoffs, NFL, hot. Everything at the same time, but again, for the hardcore sports fan, you're you're splitting everybody, right? And like I said, it's not normal times. People aren't used to watching. I mean, the World Series you're used to watching in October. You're not used to watching the NBA Finals in October. You're mm-hmm. not used to, you know, Tuesday night football because you got to go through COVID. You know, because you know, four or five players tested positive for COVID nineteen. I mean, there's just a lot that's going on, and I think when you look at the NBA. At some point, you're going to have to get back to the regular schedule. So someone's like, might as well get it out the way now. I still yeah. would have preferred, just for my own personal life, January, because a lot of us in the media were act, were under the assumption, you know, we might have a little bit of a break after the draft. Right. I ain't getting no break. I mean, there no, I know, no I know, no one out there feels sorry for me. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that for sympathy, but you know, <laughs> we don't even know how we're going to watch games yet. You know, will we yeah. be in? The, will we be watching on TV and having the Zoom call? I mean, we don't know what we're going to do yet. Right, you know, so right. it's a, there's a whole lot to figure out, but I do think if this plan goes through, and you know, this is all part of a negotiation because maybe the league says December twenty second, maybe the players push back, ends up being January second, you know, right? You know, there's no, it's not set in stone, but I do think the whole notion of starting in February, March, you know, wasn't probably going to that that wasn't going to fly, and I do think the sooner you start the closer you can get to figuring out how to get fans back in the stands. I know that's another part of the economics. Yeah, it's great when you have it down in the bubble, you know, but Golden One Center, you don't, no fans, no, right. you know, right. <laughs> no, nothing. I mean, there's a lot to sort out, so. Yeah, we'll and see. It's, it's crazy, too, because, you know, even if I know for a long time they talked about they wanted to wait, you know, to have fans in attendance, but, I mean, there's no guarantee when that's going to happen. So if you, you know, were to wait until March or late February or March or something like that, and then you still weren't able to get fans in there, well, you really just wasted two, three months. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You you can't take that chance. You know what I mean? With with all with everything at stake. So mm-hmm. you might have, like you said, bite the bullet, take the hit, whether it's with fans or you know lack of rest or anything like that, because you have to get back on schedule at some point. So I I think they're kind of I think the the league is recognizing that, and I think the players are kind of, while they may be like, damn, that's a quick turnaround. I don't know how I feel about that. I think they'll understand it's going to happen at some point, so yeah. might as well have got to figure now. that out, figure out the health things. No one wants to have all 30 teams in one bubble. So, no, no, you know, Whether no. you do regional, what like somebody, people say, like pod system, like you said, maybe L.A. is a pod, and then – Lakers, Vegas, you know, Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Kings, Suns all play for like two, you know, whatever you figure out, you know, you know, type of system to rotate it through, try to be safe. And if I got to cover, I mean, mean, it was weird covering the season, the end of the season over TV, but (laughs) might be doing more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when we talk about the league starting early and all this other stuff that does have ramifications for the Sacramento Kings. I mean, they're dealing with a whole new front office, a complete overload, and they've got some decisions to make with some of their players. Preferably, you know, when you talk about a Bogdan Bogdanovich, when you talk about a Buddy Hill, hell, when you talk about a Harry Giles, I'm, I'm probably the only one in all of Sacramento that hasn't given up on the notion that Harry Giles might just find himself back in here with all this stuff speeding up the way it is. Um, where do you, let's start with Bogey. Do you think this affects that at all? It like not having it, as much time? It affects it if it affects the money significantly. If it affects the amount of money he can get. Mm-hmm. And even if it didn't, the Kings still had a tough decision. Because I know... I know Vladivost was committed to matching anything, even though kind of you think about it, 
at that point, I think Vlade would, would have gone as high as $18 million a season for Bogey. And that's a whole lot of money in shooting guards. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's a lot of money in shooting guards. And not one of those shooting guards is Clay Thompson or, I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> Paul. Yeah. And, and then, and that's, not, that's, not, that's not an all-star in either one of those spots. And that's a lot of money committed. So... You know, I know we uh, the athletic. They, we had a report that said that uh, my man Shams that Milwaukee plans to make a run at Bogey, which tells me that uh, the Kings got to be willing to look at signing trades when it comes to him. I know I've I've heard that Bogey isn't exactly sold on the notion that he needs to be back in Sacramento, which I can understand. I mean, came over to the states to play and had been a winner mo- most of his career overseas in Europe and. You come to the Kings and just not not winning. So I think they've got to be open to everything. And in, in, in the Kings situation, and and I think this is maybe where it's good to have a new GM because you're not married to these guys emotionally if you're Monty McNair, and you're not going to let emotion dictate you know paying a guy that maybe when you you know the fact is is that how much better is this team going to be if you bring basically the same group back? You know, it's, is it going to take a in terms of wins, I mean, based on an 82-game schedule, they're going to be going to be 10 games better. Or even they played what 71, 72 last 72 last year. They were 31 right. and 41. Are they going to go to 41 and 31? Hmm. You know, <laughs> so yeah. you know you got you, you have to be realistic about it. And like you know, it's not like Bogey's 23. Right. 20, you know, no, he's not old, but I believe he's 27, 28. You know, same thing with Buddy. Buddy will be 28 when the season starts. You're not mm. talking. You're looking at these guys where they, this should be their prime years. Yeah, and and, and you know, and, well, I, I look at I, my my bad. I, oh, I just good. look at um, I look at I look at Bogan. I really like Bogan. Like I really do. I like him as a ball player. He's 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 a really good NBA ball player, man, and he's he's a good asset to this team, I believe. But I could also see where. You know, maybe it's time for both sides to go in different directions. Things have changed here. It's not the same as, you know, when Bogey committed to come over here and and, and everything that's gone on with that, with Vladi being gone. And it's it's a different vibe. And when you look at the uh, the King situation, it's like, uh, maybe that money can be help a little more helpful for us elsewhere. Not that Bogey's not a good player, not that he wouldn't perform well here or isn't the worth the money that he may be offered, but maybe we could allocate those funds elsewhere on the roster. And I think maybe now would be the time for, for both parties to kind of go their separate ways. And if you look at this, you're looking long, you know, big picture, talk about maintaining flexibility and you're assuming De'Aaron's going to get a max offer. I mean, that's what he's expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, how much money are you going to tie up in 21, 22 between Buddy Buddy, Bogey, De'Aaron, if you want to throw Harrison in there, even though Harrison and Buddy's deals are both descending in value, you know, yeah. even, you know, Buddy makes about 25 next year. By year four, I believe it's around 19. But still, that's, that's not like... That's still 19. Yeah, it's still $19 million. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, you look at that and, you know, you know, De'Aaron would be in the 20s at that point, you know. Twenty million plus, you know. That's and then if 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 Marvin is paying off at all, you know, you got to throw his extension in, and I think that would start kicking in at that point, huh? Right. Yeah. You know, he Marvin will be eligible for the extension, which will kick in the following year, next off season. So mm-hmm. he's, he'll be coming off a of year three, gotcha. and you know, you you'd offer the extension as he goes into year four, and then you know, year five is when you know whatever the, the extension would kick in, but. Yeah, it's they gotta. It's you know it's going to accelerate things. They've got to kind of figure out the plan now, and depending on what you read and people you talk to, don't think that some of these guys don't already have an idea where they're going. You know, yeah. in terms of you know free agents types, and not a guy like Bogey, but don't think that some of these guys and their their agents haven't let them know where they might be. There might be interest. I mean, I've heard where places where Harry might you know there might be interest in Harry. So there. <laughs> You know, I've uh, heard, you know, man. a place like Washington or, gone. you know, I've heard OKC has liked him. Mm. So, I mean, there's mm. going to be, there's, you know, there's these guys and their their agents are doing the due diligence, you know, to to have an idea of where guys should or will be. So, it's going to yeah. be, the Kings are going to, they're behind the eight ball, so to speak, you know, new GM, you know, 
you know, some got some key guys. You know, do you pick up Nemanja Bielitsa's option? You know, and I think that the problem they also have too. I think some of those guys like a Bielitsa, like a Bogey, they would be better on a good team just because I think what they don't do well is highlight it because the Kings aren't a good team. You know, just because you know you need a guy like Bogey to be more like I think. Ideally, if Bogey's running your second unit and he's playing like 25 minutes a game, that's great. You put him on a team like you put him in L.A., you put him in like, a, you know, a Philly, you know, a team that's like, you know, a playoff caliber team. And he can just fill in into a winning role. I think he's great. But the Kings need him to play 30 plus minutes and be maybe more than he should be just because of the, the way the team is. You know, same with a guy like Bielitsa, who I, I, I think he's good for what the Kings do, but... It's a two-pronged thing with Bielitsa. Not just, you know, do you pick up the option? You know, the fact is, you got to clear some minutes from Marvin one way or another. And so you might have to, you know, part way with Bielitsa now so you know what you got with Marvin. Because right now, I, I, you still don't know what you You know, you, you have an idea, but you still want to see more. You want to see, can Marvin become a stretch four? You know, even right. though there's people who believe Marvin is a center. Right. And that's what he's going to be. And I like Bielitsa. I, I do like him. I, I I agree with what you're saying. Like on a on a different team, the things that he's able to do uh, would be accentuated. But uh, I'm ready as a Kings fan and follower. I'm ready to move on from him. Like he, he served his purpose. He did a, a serviceable job here. It's time to move on. When you when you talk about um, Marvin, Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I, I hope they bring back Alex Lynn. I liked what he did in his time. I mean, and then I'm hoping for Harry. But even if it's not Harry, you bring somebody in there. You're doing some small ball stuff. I just I, I don't see it. I don't see it will be elites on the squad. I mean, at this yeah, point I mean, in his I'm career. not arguing that he you know any you know make him a long term <laughs> offer for next season. I'm just saying at some point you got to get Marvin out there. And part of it is Marvin wasn't healthy last season. But if you get mm-hmm. a Marvin out there. You can't, I mean, it's almost like the by doing that, what you're telling everyone is that we know we're not a winning team right now. We're still mm-hmm. evaluating. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to evaluate, you know, you got to evaluate Marvin, which means kind of what the previous regime wanted to do during Marvin's rookie year, which didn't happen in a large part because Dave Yeager wanted to keep Marvin on the bench. You start Marvin, you play Marvin 30, 35 minutes a night. You live with his mistakes because the only way he's going to get, you know, and that's one of the things the coaching staff would tell you too. And people complain about Marvin's defense, his feel for the game. He doesn't get more assist. They would tell you that's only going to come with more playing. Right. You know, right. he's got to play and he really didn't play last year. So I think, you know, if you got to let Bielitsa go, don't pick up his option or maybe you pick it up and you deal him. Whatever you do, they got to have a plan to be ready to go. You know, maybe right after the draft, and maybe that changes yeah. who you draft. Maybe you draft a guy who can help you think can help you. I don't know who's going to help you at twelve, but I mean, people say that. People forget Donovan Mitchell wasn't wasn't the top three pick, right? You know, right. I, I mean, I, I kind of get sick of the whole well, who's going to help us? You pick the right, you know, you pick well, right? You know, and that's part of the. I think maybe people running around the Kings, Kings fans, which are just jaded because they're like, hell, we. You know, why does it matter? We had the number two pick and we still didn't take the right guy, you know, but it is what it is. So you just got to, you know, maybe there's a, I know I've read that uh, the kind of the Houston approach was maybe find guys who can be rotational guys who can fit quicker because the belief down there was you needed a superstar to win. So you probably weren't going to draft a superstar at 12. Mm. So you get maybe a guy who can help you maybe sooner than later. So, I mean, there's just so much to figure out just – we don't really know what type of players Monty McNair likes. Right. We know what Daryl. We, they, we, we know what they did in Houston. About we know what they right. did in Houston, but that was that wasn't Monty McNair. We know that right. he worked with with Sam Hinkie, but that was Sam Hinkie. We don't mm-hmm. know if he's going to tear this entire thing down. You know, he was he was pretty vague at his opener press opening presser on purpose. You know, so but I mean, we don't know if he's going to tear it down, build. You know, we don't know what he thinks. Maybe he maybe he thinks you you know you trade De'Aaron. Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying I'm. I'm Calm down, folks. I'm not saying that's going to happen that he said that. But I'm just saying, hypothetically, we don't know how he feels about De'Aaron. We just don't know. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to make this small. We heard in the podcast, Jesus said they're going to trade De'Aaron. I did not say that. They, you know, that's my homie. You know, he's my brother in anti-in-and-out feelings and pro-what-a-burger chicken strip sandwich. You know. Not not that, um, you know, these things don't happen and then people leave immediately. But I think De'Aaron just bought like a – Damn near a forever home. 
No, uh, I don't know where, but you yeah. better call call Demarcus about that. He had him a forever home. Oh forever man, damn! Don't even, see, don't game. don't don't even play. Don't even play like that. Um, but yeah, man, that, a lot of things going on for the Kings. We're gonna know a lot uh, in the coming weeks about what direction they they want to go and with their current roster and with the draft picks and things of that nature. Jason, I'm, I'm, we're going to get one more thing, and I'm going to let you get out of here. I promised you I'll let you get out of here today so you can champagne and campaign, do all the things you want to do. I Jen over here. You know, oh, I've gosh. Been, you Disgusted. Know. Disgusted. You know, oddly enough, I'm, um, I'm in the studio right now, and on the TV, they have Lakers, Celtics from like, I don't know, this was like in February or something like that. And I'm just looking full, full staple center, and I'm like, gosh. Please, please, can we get back to something? Yeah, I was like, playing just, Madden. I'm just like, why do you got people, fans stands like, on Madden? I was like, this is man, like- <laughs> can we please get back to? I, I and I'm just praying to the gods above, man, or the God above. Please, let's just can we get back to this? I, I hope let's, one let's, day let's soon get healthy, we can get back to this stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah, man, definitely. But anyway, um, before you got out of here, wanted to get out. You went to the Golden One Center on Saturday morning. Um, and they opened up, they officially opened up the Golden One Center for to be a, a, a drop off location for votes and registering. And on okay. election so day, you can, you can vote. vote so, yeah, yeah so t- t- tell us a little bit more about what they did with it. I, I thought that was pretty dope, man. Yeah, what you what they did was, uh, that that big opening in the fr- you know, the front, you know, usually on a game day, the part they can open up and it's you know, right the main entrance to you know, from Doko and all that. That whole uh-huh. area, that lobby area, that interest area is now, you know, you're going to the polling place. And mm-hmm. on Saturday, uh, Vivek Ranadive was there. Harrison Barnes was there. Luke Walton was there. Monty McNair was there. And I think it's a cool thing just because, you know, the, the one I, guess I tell people all the time, the Kings don't get a lot on the court right, but a lot of their other things, they've been ahead of the curve or, or you know, good. And, and this is one of them, you know, not just – talking about we're going to you know help the community and be a part you know part of change that providing somewhere for polling places this because mm-hmm. you know you we, you know we all i say we all should I mean, not everyone does you know watch the news you hear about voter suppression and many of the nba teams have opened are opening up their facilities to be used for voting and i think this is the fan it's cool to say you went to Golden One. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think you know. that's where I'm gonna drop mine off at, just because you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, a lot. Of, I mean, that was my first time in there since you know March. Yeah, I've never yeah. gone that long without being inside the arena. So I mean, it was just cool to be there. Like, you know, we did the you know the media scrum. It was weird because I I got I need to get like a selfie stick or something for my recorder because I'm not used to. <laughs> standing far back you know but it was yeah. you know it was different you know but it was like i think harrison said this is his first like ever post coat like you know his first ever covid no post bubble media scrum <laughs> all the other media stuff was in the bubble and i hadn't, I hadn't how did met, how, I hadn't wait a minute it, yeah. break that down a little bit how did that go like where where were you guys standing where was he standing they like, had, that he was like standing or sitting you know they had like a, I forgot, like in like section 120 and we just uh-huh. all kind of stood like a respectable distance away from him. everyone had a mask on they just asked her questions you know, hmm. so I mean, it was it wasn't you know once you got into the work part, it didn't feel weird. It was weird that he uh-huh. had a mask on, you know, <laughs> and then you had a mask on, and you naturally you're used to like getting closer to someone when you talk to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it was just like I said, it was it was it was interesting. You know, I, sh- I shout out Harrison because you know it was his wife's birthday. It was you know Brittany's birthday, and they spent part of the birthday voting. I thought that was sweet. You know, hmm. you know my girl. I don't know if she'd be cool with that. You know, actually, you know, well, her birthday's in December, so if we was voting in December, that'd be kind of weird, but, right. you know, you know, but I just thought, you know, it, I thought it was a cool thing talking to Harrison, who's doing a lot of different things, you know, in terms of social justice, racial justice, education, you know, feeding people who are, I mean, Harrison's doing a lot, and I don't think, mm-hmm. maybe he, you know, I think you can't give him enough credit and applause for that because he's not he's not just doing things where sitting on Twitter and just tweeting and not you know and not following up right. with action. I mean, he did win the you know, NBA Community Assist Award. Yeah, he's on the, yeah. the board of directors for the NBA Foundation now. I mean, Harrison is you know to me he's you know a class act type guy, and mm-hmm. people forget he had COVID and you know his wife was sick, his mom was sick. He thought about yeah, you forget playing. about him yeah, having I, COVID. Yeah, man. I mean, there was just, yeah. you know, and I know when people were trying to come out the way he played in the bubble. I was like, 
we don't really know what that does to your body yet. Right. You know, to, and, and to, to be honest so. with you, to be honest with you, as we go around like in all walks of sports, I mean, I think about somebody like a Cam Newton. I can't think of many people that have had COVID that have come back and like been the same. Yeah. I like mean, Russell Westbrook looked kind of off and crazy yeah. in the bubble and things like just as I as I think about off the top of my head. I, man, it's it's not something you just bounce back from, right? Yeah, and, it you know, seem and these like guys it. aren't going to make excuses, but you can't tell me that Buddy wasn't was, was himself. Mm-hmm. You can't tell mm-hmm. me, you know, there's a reason why <laughs> they didn't use Jabari until the very end. Alex Lynn was never Alex Lynn, right? You know, yeah. I mean, he did, I just Montrez Harrell. Well, no, he was just gone. But, yeah, yeah, his, his grandmother yeah. passed away. That's a different, yeah. you know, a different thing. But you know. There, I just think you know we're there's a it's because these guys are athletes and uh, this is where I go on my little social awareness. Use my African American studies degree. <laughs> there's there's a there's a tendency of people to dehumanize the athlete as if he's just a machine. He's not a person. Yeah, I'm like the man had. I mean, you look at how some people are you know are suffering from COVID nineteen, and you're not coming back and going to the, you ain't coming back and going to Planet Fitness and get on a treadmill for ten minutes. Man, Cam Newton is coming back and playing NFL football, getting hit right. by 300-pound men. And that's why and your boy Jeff Garcia is going to go off on about his clothes of all things. Oh, man, don't get me started. And, and, and I fool with Jeff Garcia, but don't get me started on that one. That was, well, I, yeah. that was so out of pocket. I was like, so this, out of pocket. I mean, it's the lack of empathy right now. But like I said, I salute yeah. Harrison. I mean, that's a good dude. I mean, and he was doing these things before. You know, before it was a hashtag, before, it was, you know, maybe some people would, the people would say these guys don't really care. I was, mm-hmm. I remember Harrison Barnes, this is about a year ago, over a year ago now, helping pay for the funeral for Atiana Jefferson in, in the in the Fort Worth area, you know, near mm-hmm. Dallas. You know, mm-hmm. he's done these things. And I think he, you know, Kings have a lot of guys like that. But you know, like I said, Harrison goes above and beyond, I would think. I mean, him and his wife and, you know, as a... This is a guy. I don't have. I'm not married anymore. I have a girlfriend. But the way he includes his wife and everything, it's like you know, Brittany and I are committed. You know, I, I think it's yeah. cool to watch what you know what they are, and those are the things when the Kings traded for him, they wanted. You know, yeah. they obviously obviously they wanted to play well on the court, but they wanted some of that too. They wanted the the some of these younger players at this point. That means they wanted Marvin and, <laughs> and De'Aaron because they ain't got a whole lot of young guys anymore. <laughs> they wanted Marvin and De'Aaron to see kind of you know a professional you know and yeah. harrison's that he's a class guy and you know i i will always i see why the people who have covered harrison barnes have had so many good things to say about him yeah no shout out to harrison barnes man one of the true class acts man and just somebody that uh we're, we're fortunate to have here in sacramento i also want to give a shout out to um i forgive me if i don't give the correct uh shout out to the correct person here but I'm just going to save Vivek and the Sacramento Kings for it seems so simple. It seems like something that they would easily do, but sticking to their word and having Golden One Center open as a polling place. Because we saw in Milwaukee that that was what was supposed to happen. And I don't know if it was the Bucks owner or if it was the 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 city council and whatever. I believe, it was, I believe it was a you know a government type thing that that took that away. Got I don't you. Think it, it wasn't the. I mean, it wasn't the Bucks. I'm pretty Got sure. Got you. It was, and and that's that would be completely uncharacteristic of what the Bucks have done exactly. in recent years. So I I, I don't I, I like I said I don't want to put it on them. But either way, it, the okie doke seemed to have gotten pulled by by the people in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen here in Sacramento. So I got to give everybody mm-hmm. responsible for that. Got to give them a shout out for that for sure. Yeah, and actually, I want to get asked one last thing before we run. Uh, completely random. Do you like Petty George Carl on Twitter? Oh my! So what? Why did you do? Why did he do that? Where did that come from? George just be lobbying. George be lobbing him. George would be like, "Fuck Trump!" One day, and then he'll just like go at Demarcus for like no, no. uncalled for. Out of nowhere, and came the with is, the steel chair from backstage. Yeah, you know, he just, he just drew. He just pulled a Randy Orton. He just threw, drew McIntyre into the table. No, I mean it was like, whoa, what was that for? And like I, said, I even tweeted it. You know what? I know both of them. I wouldn't put it past George that George was on some level joking, but uh-huh. I also know George, and I know George is super petty. Yeah, and George, I, I've, I've come and George to learn still that from ain't paying attention it, to him. Yeah, and George ain't never. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, of all the players you had, 
why is the Marcus stick so much to you? Man, I mean, man, that, Carmelo, that, that's, I mean, that's, all, a, that's one that lasts forever, it seemed like. I was like, of all the guys, why does this guy, you had him for a <laughs> season, like for a hundred games, why him? And I, said, and I know, and I know cuz, I know big fella. He has gone out of his way in recent years not to speak on George Carl. Mm-hmm. Because I can give y'all a little insider thing, so to speak. When I wrote my story where I, t- I talked to George Carl. I mean, George is a great guy to talk to in terms of, you know, as for a journalist, he's great. You know, yeah. and depending on what side of your politics you're on. I mean, they actually had to take some out my story because he was like, you know, he was going at Trump in the story. They was like, well, this kind of don't fit with you, you know. I mean, let me make that clear. I wasn't being censored per se, but they was right. like, well, I don't know if we can let him say this about the man in print. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. you know, so, you know, George You're going to have to be, take that to his Twitter. You know, and so, you know, basically, you know, an editor is like, hey, he's talking about DeMarcus. Well, can you reach out to him and at least give him a chance to say something? And DeMarcus, you know, he hit me back. He's like, you know, you know, but he, he was, you know, declined in part because he's like, I'm not going to feed into that. We're not going to mm-hmm. turn this into a every time DeMar- George talks, DeMarcus is going to respond. So I was like, man, leave my leave my little brother DeMarcus alone. <laughs> the man out here just trying to, you know, get healthy, get his game right, you know, working out with man Keith Williams again. Shout out to Keith. Uh, you know, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who Shout tore out his to meniscus, Keith, I believe, working out with DeMarcus. I saw that, man. That's crazy. You know, yeah, you know, but, you know, DeMarcus is trying to get his, you know, get his mind right, you know. I believe he's going to get a ring from the, like, he was on the team most of the, he'll, he'll get a ring, but I know him. He want to get on the court and win one. So yeah. he's focused on getting healthy and getting back. And it's like, come on, George, let y'all just, you know, play nice. And I, and one of my theories before we ask before we go was that I think in a lot of ways, personality wise, George and Demarcus are a lot alike. In the <laughs> oh, absolutely. So that's absolutely. the reason why we they are the gift that keeps on giving. It's like <laughs> I'll never forget the snake in the grass tweet that day. Oh man, that said. That set everything on fire. I remember that night. I man. was, I was like, actually like doing some Uber. Um, and I was, I was in LA, I was living in LA at the time doing Uber and that came across and it just blew up. I had to pull over. I just, I took like 30 minutes just following the whole thing on Twitter. That was a crazy Yeah, night, I mean, yeah, you know, and just, yeah, it was covering George was quite the adventure and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I just, I just wonder, I was like, just, you know, like I said, part of me believes that George would want us to believe he was joking, but you know what? It, what did they say? Even you know, it's been said before. The truth is often often told in jest. And <laughs> I'm like, come on, man! It thinks that ten years ago, Demarcus wasn't playing for you ten years ago. Why would you hate him while he was in Kentucky? What did he do to you? It's like, come on, George! Man, you should hate the you should hate the dudes on the Warriors who I met the Warriors, the Nuggets who could you know who yeah Andre Iguodala yeah you don't you know you hate the you hate him. allegedly. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you hate you hate mellow. I mean, yeah. I, I did, yeah. George, uh, uncalled for. George, uncalled for. That's okay. But Real quick, know, before until the Kings win, we're going. This will be some of the more entertaining stuff. Pretty much. Real quick before we get out of here, I promise this is the last one. You mentioned uh, Randy Orton and and Drew McIntyre. Was it just me, or was that a Roman Reigns Jey Uso match? Maybe the longest opening match in the history of WWE. It probably was the longest one ever, but I I think it's think also, it forever. It it was also some of the best storytelling they've had on the, on either brand in a long. They did time. a great job. They did do a great job. I mean that. that was some that was some outstanding storytelling. And I Roman's say, getting in his bag. Yeah. Roman is getting in his. They should have turned him right heel now. two years ago. He's really getting. He in his, should have been a heel, heel acting a back. long time ago. I mean, one of the reasons why fans couldn't stand it is they kept forcing him on as the good guy. I think. When he broke in with the shield, he was a heel. We liked him yeah. as a heel. Yeah. And they tried to nah, make him into this, you know, we like, you know, and I think the one time he got genuine sympathy was when, you know, with, with, the, with the leukemia situation. Right. You right. know, which is, of course, is a real life deal. But I mean, in terms of his character, this whole him being a heel, I'm a, you know, choke out my cousin, you know, and probably until the best he part- says I quit, till his brother says I quit, like yeah, he's really in his bag right yeah, now. Even when he came back, you know, the, the surprise return, and he jumps, you know, he's beating up the fiend. He's like saying, "It's just a mask. It's just a mask." <laughs> and he's like, "He's yeah. like, it's just a mask," and he's beating the hell. Like, it's a mask. I mean, 
I, I, I mean, that, that was, you know, like I said, this is like next level. And, I, and I'm a big wrestling t-shirt guy. And mm. I had never got a Roman Reigns shirt. I damn sure oh. ordered me a show up and win shirt. Me and my son got one. My son was. Oh, Roman, it's lit. My son wants to be Roman Reigns for Halloween. So I it's got, lit. Yeah. So he's got his Roman Reigns. <laughs> here he got the glove and everything. So now he can, he can show up and win. <laughs> I got the wreck everybody and leave shirt too. So I mean, I yeah. like that one. I like that one. Yeah, I like shout that out one. to, you know, some. Yeah, action, shout some, out to Roman Reigns. Some shout out good, to. Uh, some good writing. Some good creative. Shout out to Sasha Banks too. You know, yeah. did what she, she did. She actually got to win a match on a pay per view, which is, you know. I know, right? Seems like forever ago. Which probably. Only means they'll have her drop the belt on SmackDown on Friday because they never let her win a title match because she's only a matter of time. Only yeah, a matter so, of yeah, time. So yeah, shout out to WWE, my AEW folks, keeping me entertained. You know, yeah. I'll never forget you guys because when there were no sports, pro wrestling held me down. Boy, Vince didn't give a damn. Vince was like, "We're here every Monday and Friday. We don't give a damn." <laughs> like, damn it, you test go test positive, go home. Damn it, someone will replace you on the show. We were we were. We don't the give a sh- damn. The show definitely still will go on. So shout out to them. And also, Jason, I have to say, not shout out to the Dodgers or the Lakers. And that's how we're going to end this. And one. like Smokey said, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we don't care. We about to have us uh, some split t-shirts in L.A. Oh, we about my to do gosh. I'm about Get to, lost. Um, we about to, like I said, if you if you ain't never had that happen, you ain't never had your baseball and basketball team win in the same year, you probably can't. Oh, I know geez. people in New York ain't never had that. Cause, well, Stop. No. Leave them alone. I mean, I, Leave know, them I know it ain't Completely happening. Completely uncalled for. I know it ain't going to happen in the Bay because the Niners will just blow the game in the fourth quarter. Are you, or you the out of your mind? There's suck. a better chance of it now that we got the, the trash out. We got the trash up out of there, and now something can happen in the Bay Area. Well, whatever. Not with those base, not with that baseball team. Not in San Francisco. <laughs> well, then again, hold up. Maybe it can happen in in the South Bay because I mean the Niners are really a South Bay team. They ain't they ain't nowhere near San Francisco. Hey, maybe, man, we faithful to the Bay. Maybe we're, the, we're the Bay's team now. Maybe maybe, maybe the whole Bay the Sharks can win something. Maybe you can get a cup and well. We know the Niners will mess it up. They'll blow hey, the lead again. We're the whole Bay Area's team now. We, we, we don't my, turn no, our back my on Bay Area California. football team is Cal. <laughs> Gosh. Well, Whatever. I'll take that. I'll take that, man. My, you know, your school ain't got a football team, so leave me alone. Oh, damn. That's uncalled for, too. <laughs> Shout out to Cal State East Bay. I'm sorry, y'all. I've been, I've been, I've been Pioneer that, Pete. That was uncalled for. I'm sorry, I've been in that dog in, uh, that, that in dog, <laughs> that in dog gin. I'm sorry, y'all. That was clearly uncalled for. My my bad, you know. I love Hayward. Oh, I love that man. whole area of the Bay. You know that was. Dang, that, that, I, I I apologize. I apologize. I don't know for, what Pioneer Pete did to you, man. That is cold. <laughs> I mean, that, my my bad. All my homies that went to school there gonna be looking at me. Side. Oh, really? Good? Really? We ain't got a football team, huh? Uh-huh. We, we would. They don't say we could. We would argue that Cal ain't a football team. Whatever. We beat Ooh. Stanford last year. I don't give a damn. Damn, they got the axe, so it's good. We got the axe. Our our men's basketball team ain't got nothing to talk about right now. But shout out, yeah, y'all ain't y'all can't even practice right now. Oh man, it's all it's it's all. Damn, what y'all doing? Chill out in Berkeley. I don't know, man. You know, but hey, it's gonna be all right. But it don't matter right now because in LA. Yeah, it it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can say what you want about us. You can talk about yeah. us. You can you can talk about our smog, our traffic. We still in Northern California. Yeah, I'm saying we. Damn it, y'all know where the hell I'm from. You know, you can talk Tragic. about us. We're arrogant. We're fake. We're all those things. Guess what? We are champions in LA. That's what we do. This might be. We, this this we, might be. We. Hang, this might be the worst J Street pod, J Street Vibes podcast of hang, all time. We don't hang division banners in LA. We don't might, hang be the worst conference one. banners in L.A. We hang world championships in L.A., damn it. In. All right, it's de- it's definitely not the worst <laughs> J Street Vibes podcast. I'm about to, worst I'm, episode of all time. That's okay. Follow me for more hot takes on Twitter where y'all going to be annoyed <laughs> as hell at me because I'm, you know, you can throw 30 asterisks at me. I don't give a damn. We, you know, oh, we, my gosh. We, we got rings. I got to go eat this damn Disgusting for, food this weekend. It's time for me to get away from this man. It's okay. I'm taking you know, it off. It's time. Yeah, yeah, maybe by the time we talk again, I'll you know I'll still be on a high. You know, literally, figuratively, probably. You know, I probably shouldn't say that, but what the hell? I'm feeling good right now. You know, I, this is see when I when this happened in '88, I was 10 years old. I assumed it would always be this way. I thought, you know, as a kid, both my teams win all the time, and then you know, then as a kid in LA too, the Raiders were good like in the late '80s, early '90s. Like it was like. I'm like, shoot, they might have got the hell beat out of them by Buffalo, but they're going to be all right. And 
You know, I was wrong, but hey, look, you know, look, look at God. You know, I ain't, I ain't got to hear from trash angel fan who, you know, who's talked no, mess to me for almost fan. 20 years. I know like three of them. To say? I know three of them. We, and who are they? I know three of them. I got it. You know, I, I, yeah, it's, I can't. I'm feeling it's crazy. Good. I'm a party all by myself. I'm a toast. You know, by myself tonight. Mm, yeah, you what know. the hell ever. You know, I'm yeah, going to buy, me a, Mo- buy me a Mookie Betts jersey now. Oh, thanks a lot, Boston, you trash <laughs> franchise. Well, you, you can catch me Monday through Friday on ESPN 1320 with my man Damian Barley. Shout out to the Be Heard platform. Shout out to my man Damian. And uh, you can catch us 12 to 2 Monday through Friday. Even catch Jason coming on there every now and then. But he might be banned for a couple weeks until this Dodger stuff goes yeah, goes. the last the time I was on there, talking about them Padres, and them Padres yeah, took you, that ill. They hit, they, we, we, might, served the we might suspend you. We served Luke Walton's baseball team a hot flaming <laughs> ill. You know, three of them we, bangs. We, we might have to suspend you um, for a little while. I might be banned but, uh, from Northern California radio for a minute because don't, <laughs> nobody want to hear from me now. Don't None of them stations want me on. Don't nobody want to talk to me. ESPN 1320 is like, no, we have a, you know, we have a ban until, you know, at least 2021 on him. Oh, well, look, uh, since they can't hear you on 1320 or anywhere in Northern California, <laughs> where, can the, where can the people find you? We're going to read me at theathletic.com. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, where I will be retweeting O'Shea Jackson Jr. And oh, all geez. the, you know, my man, M. Grads, we will be, we'll be, we'll be no, Josiah. We'll all be basking in how both of these underdog L.A. teams overcame the odds. The We Believe it's, Lakers, you know, oh the scrappy, feisty Dodgers. You hear this guy? You hear this guy? I mean, insufferable. They were, I mean, the, the whole the, crew, the, the, the whole under, crew, you know, insufferable. You know, the that 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 wretched, horrible Clayton Kershaw, you know, one of the worst pitchers ever. You know, finally Stop came it. up. You know, that horrible manager Dave Roberts, who stop you, it. I mean, it just overcame so much. Overcame bankruptcy of their former owner Frank McCourt. You know, we were owned <laughs> by a broke man. You know, <laughs> overcame so much for this day. You know, my man Justin Turner played with a positive didn't even know he was playing through illness i mean just so much to be proud of with this dodger team i'm gonna cry well as we get out of here the dodgers can go to hell all right that's all i've got to say all right and guess what the Do- the giants couldn't even get in hell because they didn't make the play <laughs> we're out of here <laughs> oh, we, we will be back nba draft is right around the corner we're gonna come back uh very soon with a little preview for that maybe a guest or two and hey the, jason the, the nba's right around the corner man don't it's come coming. to that man i ain't it's had coming. no vacation man i ain't got the, i ain't lead the lead of country this year i'm not it is coming Maybe, you can go maybe, to Tulum next year. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell my girl that she like she want her birthday to be lit. I'm like, <laughs> it might be lit because the light a be, candle. Yeah, it might be lit because we at the house watching the King season opener. <laughs> you can you can join me on the Zoom with Luke Walton. <laughs> She'll be like, "This is some bullshit. Worst birthday ever. What did y'all do? Oh man, watch the That's Kings crazy. play the Grizzlies." <laughs> It's lit. (laughs) (laughs) We up out of here, man. Y'all know the vibes. J Street vibes. Kenny Caraway. Jason Jones. We out of here, man. Y'all be good.